Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. It is Wednesday, October 9th. i uh, recording this podcast a little bit later Wednesday evening. The weather is starting to roll in. I'm sure everybody has heard a million times, but snow's coming, baby. Snow is coming Thursday. Seems like we're going to get our first like legit snow of the season and I know that everybody has to post about it on social media and post pictures all that and to a degree it gets kind of annoying but also like I get why people are excited it's been hot it's been miserably warm for months so kind of looking forward to it I'm, I'm looking forward to the fall weather I'm a big fall fashion guy if we're being completely honest always love to rock a good flannel uh, I don't think there's really anything more comfortable than just, you know, basic flannel and jeans. That's like the go-to outfit for 80% of life's occasions for me. So looking forward to the weather cooling down. Always love watching the leaves change. The oval, you know, on campus is absolutely amazing during the fall. One of my one of my favorite times of year. So I'm really looking forward to it. If you have any corny pictures of you at the Oval, go ahead and tweet them at us at DNVR Rams, and we'll retweet them because I like that kind of stuff. I got a cool podcast today. We're going to talk about CSU New Mexico a little bit more. Started to get into that a little bit yesterday, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth. I have some audio from Mike Bobo talking about the quarterback situation. Um, Rams still haven't publicly announced who will start. I'm going to give my input on that and in a little bit more we'll talk about the run game as well what I think they should do there 
But uh, first, going to talk... Actually, hang on. Before we, before we jump in to Agland, which I am looking forward to, going to give a little update about what's going on with all the CSU sports teams, tough time for CSU football, exciting times for a lot of the other teams. But uh, I had a really long day today. I sat in a discount tire for like five hours. thought it was going to take like two hours. Ended up being an all-day ordeal. Absolutely miserable. It made me made me think about this like what is the absolute worst way to spend a day I mean sitting in the doctor's office has got to be up there but I think there's something just truly miserable about sitting in an auto shop or like an auto tech type place because you feel so helpless and stupid like man I I feel so dumb when I go to these places and I and I know like enough about my vehicle to get by. I'm not completely clueless. I'm not one of those guys that drives around with my head up my you-know-what and doesn't pay attention to anything and doesn't get my, you know, liquids checked and all that. But, God, I feel dumb when I'm in those situations. It's just like, yeah, my car is making this noise, and I would appreciate it if it didn't make that noise, and also if it didn't cost me $2,000. Can you uh, Can you help me out there? The guy always looks at you, gives you that, like, condescending, yeah, son, we'll, we'll see what you can do. And granted, I look like a 15-year-old. I get it. I, I'm 24, but I don't look the part. I <laughs> have the baby face, and I'm sure I'll be thankful for that someday down the line. But right now, it basically just means I get a lot of condescending looks from grown men and people that, like, really really double down on checking my ID when I try and buy liquor. <laughs> so really long day at Discount Tire. Wanted to uh, ponder the question, what is the absolute worst way you can spend a day after the day I had my money is sending, sitting in an auto shop? So looking forward to hearing some of your responses on that. All right, let's let's jump into the meat of the show. Let's, let's talk a little CSU athletics, uh, the entire point of this here podcast. CSU volleyball, fourteen and one, absolutely wrecking things. They're just cruising on their way to another Mountain West championship. Little bit concerned that they're not going to face enough competition before the NCAA tournament. That kind of seems to always be their downfall. You you cruise through the Mountain West and then you only have to play like one or two competitive matches in that span. Then it comes back to bite you in the butt when you have to face someone like you know Texas or. Michigan or I don't know just you know one of those major programs in the in the tournament but CSU volleyball up to number 15 in the AVCA poll uh, number 13 in RPI so well within the top 20 at this point they're going to host Fresno State on Thursday believe that game is going to be a pink out so go support a good cause San Diego State comes to town on Saturday really got a action-packed weekend full of uh, CSU sports on Friday, CSU women's soccer. They are going to host Fresno State. So you got volleyball at home Thursday, soccer at home Friday, football on the road Friday at New Mexico, volleyball again at home Saturday against San Diego State. So tons of CSU athletics to support CSU women's soccer, 7-4-1. They just set the program record for wins in a season. They beat Air Force 1-0, I believe that game was on Sunday. Um, 
wow, I mean, Gabby McDonald continues to be an absolute beast in net for CSU. They win that game 1-0. Both teams have eight shots on goal, but Gabby McDonald in net. Rams are able to to get the victory. Really cool just to see how, where Bill Hempen has this program. And I mean, it'd been a rough couple of years, but you've seen steady improvement now in in really the last four seasons. And it's, it's, a, it's exciting. I'm going to have some more content on that actually fairly soon i'm gonna i'm working on a feature story i don't want to give away too much about it but we'll have some more on them coming in the future uh friday csu actually going to be wearing the state pride kits that's right not uniforms kits i know my soccer lingo <laughs> but those uh they're really sweet so i i recommend you get over there they're also going to have some like state pride csu scarves not a hundred percent sure if those are like for if you can just buy them if or if it's an auction or they're giving them away or what the deal is, but they will have some there. If you can get your hands on one, maybe you maybe you send it my way because I wish I could be there to get one, but can't be there on Friday, unfortunately. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it for Agland. We're gonna talk about football here after the break. Also gonna play you some Mike Bobo audio. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to do a quick shout out to our friends at Crazy Carl's. You guys know I have love for Crazy Carl's. Back to my days at CSU Rams Report, I actually worked at Crazy Carl's uh, two summers ago, and I have been—I've just stayed in contact with them throughout. Um, so really cool. You can get pizza now at men's basketball games, most women's basketball games, and volleyball games. So anytime you're in Moby Arena and you're getting you're getting hungry, you get those second quarter mid-munchies coming your way, go grab a slice of Crazy Carl's, man. I mean, I know that the, the food options in, in Moby, they're not great. It's it's slim pickings out there, to say the least. You can get some popcorn or like a rubbery hot dog that's somehow both cold and lukewarm at the same time. It's just, ugh. But uh, Crazy Carl's, always good. Hot, cold warm however you like it (laughs) crazy carls shout out to our friends happy to see them be affiliated with csu it's time to take a second to acknowledge breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr breck recently collaborated with colorado's own talbot cider company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass brewed with 49 percent unprocessed apple cider from the fabled Palisade Grand Valley produce region, Colorado Core has the crisp tart taste of apples with a clean bone dry finish. Crafted to reduce gluten free so you won't feel guilty for reaching for a round or two, this crowd pleaser will be popular at your barbecue, family functions, whatever you're doing. Check it out at your local liquor store or visit Breckenridge Brewery and taste their delicious new creation. Colorado Core. Uh, it's going good. I feel uh, good about uh, both guys. Uh, I have, you know, I pretty much have in my mind uh, what I'm going to do. Uh, I have not announced that to either one of them yet, though. Are you concerned that splitting reps between the two quarterbacks is going to throw off a rhythm for either one? No, because we're, we're rotating uh, receivers. They're getting a throw with all the guys. Uh, we're down to about one unit offensive line right now uh, anyway uh, you know I think there's enough cumulative reps between all of them that, that, that we're okay but you know you've liked to, ver- to got to take all of them but at this point of the year 
No, I don't think we can afford to do that. What do you feel like needs to happen to get the run game going again? It's kind of always been a uh, I, I think we got to do it. We got we got to be, block better uh, against movement. Uh, we haven't done very well against movement in the last two weeks. Uh, Utah State moved a little, but not as much as San Diego State. Uh, and then we got we got to put them in a better position to run the ball. We got we got we got to call some plays or some schemes that gives us a better chance to run run the ball. And uh, I feel like we got a good plan this week. Uh, but you're you're right. The run game's got to get got to get going. That audio was from Mike Bobo talking about the upcoming matchup with New Mexico that will of course go down Friday night at Dream Style Stadium. Uh, this is, I believe, what you would refer to as a toilet bowl. Not exactly, not exactly two teams that people around the country are are dying to see at the moment. Uh, that would be putting it nicely. These these teams are not good. You have New Mexico two and three hosting CSU one and five. Uh, the Lobos currently averaging. 27.8 points per game. That is 76th out of 130 teams. Uh, defense, absolutely horrible. So offense, not too bad. 27.8 per game. You're scoring 28 points per game. Uh, you know, that, sh- that should be good enough to win a few, but unfortunately for them, they're giving up 39.8 points per game. That's tied with Charlotte for the 125th ranked defense in the country, the only defenses statistically worse than UNM right now, are, or worse than UNM and Charlotte because they're tied, are Bowling Green, Georgia State, New Mexico State, and UMass. UMass currently giving up 46.7 points per game. That is absolutely insane. How do you give up 47 points per game? Uh, I mean, defense is bad in the Mountain West. Don't get me wrong. you got four defenses in in the Mountain West that are in the bottom, you know, 30 teams in the league. Uh, CSU, that 115th ranked defense in terms of scoring. UNLV, 117. Uh, Nevada, 124. UNM, 125. So not a lot of defense being played by a lot of teams in the Mountain West right now. So, yeah, I mean, I think we can expect a little bit of a shootout uh, if if CSU had Colin Hill, I honestly think that the Rams could score seventy on this Lobos defense. They're that bad. They're they're one of the worst defenses that I've ever seen. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk or anything like that. But this Lobos team, quite frankly, they're they're not any good. I know they do have two wins. They beat Sam Houston State. Also beat an absolutely just truly, truly terrible New Mexico State team. Uh, New Mexico State really leaning into the we are a basketball school. UNM losses. Notre Dame, that makes sense. Liberty, uh, that, that one probably a little bit harder for the Lobos fans to swallow. And then San Jose State, who actually looks like a, you know, a pretty decent team. The Spartans will actually have a pretty pretty decent shot at making the postseason this year so weird weird times to be following the mountain west this game not exactly not exactly thrilling i i unfortunately will not 
be able to be there in person. After all, I had travel arrangements set up originally. Uh, some stuff fell through, so I will not be able to make it there. I'll obviously still be covering it. So I'll be writing about it, still podcast, have everything leading up to it. I will be at every other game this season, as well as some basketball games, which I'm really looking forward to. I got the Duke game coming up in a month, but this New Mexico game on Friday, just uh, not a not a very desirable matchup on paper. The We talked about yesterday how the balloon festival really jacked up the hotel rates, and that probably means that not a lot of people are going to travel for this game. I don't necessarily think a lot of, you know, the Ram faithful were going to be knocking down the doors trying to get in in the first place, but that's certainly not going to help. You don't want to pay, you know, $400 a night to watch, well, quite frankly, two really, really bad teams. So key players for New Mexico, uh, they they got two quarterbacks right now. It's really confusing, uh, but I think Sherryon Jones is the better of the two at least the offense seems to move the ball a little bit better when he's in there. Uh, running back Amari Davis, he has 457 yards, four touchdowns on the season. If you can, if you can force New Mexico to be a, a passing offense, you're going to have a really, really good chance to win this game. They run the option. Obviously, it's it's really frustrating. One of the things that I talked about with a couple of the Rams defenders had a chance to talk with Rashad Ajayi and a few other guys as well and everyone basically said eye discipline and pursuit and you know that makes a lot of sense you have a lot of eye candy with the option a lot of misdirection and people trying to get you out of your lanes you really gotta stay true on your keys stay with your stay with your man essentially and and make the play once you see it you got to play aggressively Bobo kind of talked about just playing aggressive they have to continue to play aggressive you know the last two weeks that's really what's helped them play pretty solid defensively because let's face it the defense has played good enough to win in each of the last two weeks it's been the offense that's really let them down two weeks in a row can the defense continue it against New Mexico we'll see this is going to be kind of a good test for how the Rams fare against a complicated offense still have to face Air Force later in the season not going to lie, I don't feel very good about that game. I don't think many folks feel very good about any of the games remaining. Um, I think a lot of fans probably feel like CSU is going to win this one against New Mexico, but they really should. You know, they beat them nine straight times, going for a decade's worth of dominance. How you do that? Stopping the run. Got to stop the run on defense. If you can do that, going to have a fighting chance. Offensively, got a couple of different keys for CSU, but obviously you have to figure out who's going to be the quarterback. You can't go with this two-quarterback approach for the rest of the season. Whether it ends up being Patrick O'Brien for the rest of the year, I kind of think that he will start, and I think he'll probably play pretty well against this poor UNM secondary. But whether it's him or whether it's Justice McCoy, you just you have to lock it down because you can't go back and forth for the rest of the year. The only thing that's going to happen if you do that is you're going to put yourself in jeopardy to lose the two very winnable games that you have remaining on your schedule in New Mexico and UNLV. At this point, you know, you're kind of you're kind of playing for pride. I mean, technically you could still make a bowl game if you went 5 and 1 down the stretch. That's not happening. So, control the controllables, you know, that's something that the CSU staff preaches all the time. 
you're playing for pride, you're playing really for development, for moving forward, but can you show up Friday night against a really crappy New Mexico team and pound them into the ground like you're supposed to? If you can't pass the ball, that's going to be tough, but we'll see. I mean, I'm really interested to see who it ends up being at this point. I think it kind of has to be Patrick O'Brien. I feel like if it was going to be Justice McCoy that was starting, they would have announced it earlier. But you never know. Bobby, Bobo, with no media availability on Wednesday or Thursday, may feel like it's time to reward Justice McCoy. And I wouldn't necessarily criticize him for that decision if if that's the route he decides to go. I didn't understand putting him in cold last week. That seemed like an emotional decision. And really something Bobo's done throughout his career, the emotional quarterback pull, you know, mid-game, mid-series, whatever. I just rarely, so rarely... Does that actually work out for you? If you want to give Justice a chance, which again, I think he probably has earned at this point, just given the loyalty to the program and shoot, I mean, it can't get any worse than it's been. So I don't really know what harm would come from throwing him out there. But if he is going to be your guy, prep him with the ones all week, prep him to be the guy. Don't throw him in, you know, in the middle of the third quarter after O'Brien throws an interception. That's that's just not going to work. Uh, luckily for Whichever quarterback it ends up being, Warren Jackson, number one wide receiver, has been cleared. He will play. That's huge, man. I mean, this offense needs him. You already lost Colin. Warren, he makes any quarterback on the field better, let's be honest. He's just a stud. Sure hands, sure routes. Just having him on the field is going to open things up a little bit. I think also it takes some of the pressure off of, you know, freshman Dante Wright and Nate Craig Myers. Both of those guys are legit playmakers, but, you know, they don't know the system quite like Warren. They're not as comfortable with it as he is. I just I just think having his presence is, is big for really all of those reasons. Obviously, he's a phenomenal football player, so simply having him makes you a better team, but I think his leadership and, and just having his presence is going to be a good thing. It's a calming thing for the offense, which, quite frankly, has had to go through a lot. I've said quite frankly twice, maybe even three times on this podcast. I don't think I've said quite frankly that many times in the last like five years combined. But uh, yeah, sometimes weird stuff happens. Defensive end, Toby McBride, he may play this weekend too. We'll kind of see. He's been in concussion protocol the last couple of weeks. Really think they could use him, especially with how much New Mexico is going to run the football. He's just a sure tackler. Steady dude, has great vision. I just, I, I would love to see him out there. We'll see though. I mean, brain injuries are nothing to mess around with and CSU certainly isn't going to mess around with it this season you don't have anything to there's just there's just no point in risking his future he's already been through so much to get back at this point like when he's when he's good to go he'll play until then you just kind of got to take it one game at a time yeah uh finally I think you just want to get I think you have to get Marvin Kinsey involved I know that Bobo had to punish him in some regard, like with the fumbles, there has to be some type of punishment that comes from turning the football over. You can't preach ball security and, you know, consequences and actions over and over again, and then, you know, continually do nothing. That's how you lose the locker room. It just, it just, yeah. I mean, you had to do it. You had to limit him a little bit, but as we saw last week, when Marvin's not in the backfield, this, this running game is not very good. So at what point do you just 
you know, say it is what it is and swallow your pride a little bit and put your best playmaker on the field because, you know, Marvin's made a lot of plays pretty much not single-handedly, but, I mean, dang near some of those where he's breaking multiple tackles and going 70 yards to the end zone. Like, nobody else on the field can do that. So maybe you just you get him involved because I think with the quarterback situation you're in, being able to lean on Marvin and have him get, you know, 135, maybe 150 plus yards on the ground would be huge. Not just against New Mexico, but every game moving forward. You've got to be able to run the football. It's the it's the foundation of Mike Bubba's offense. We heard it a little bit in that audio that we played, you know, 10 minutes ago or whatever. Bobo basically set calling out the offensive line, saying we got to block better. He said all season that he wants the guys up front to be more physical whatever the deal is, just get the run game going. It's it's huge for this offense. It can't really function when you're not running the football. We've seen it each of the last two weeks. They just they become so, so one-dimensional. And the playbook's already limited enough through the air with the, with the quarterbacks that they have. They don't get to run everything that they would run with Colin. And that's another thing that Bobo talked about earlier this week. But get the run game going. Stop the run on defense. That's how you beat the Lobos. Anyways, we'll be talking about this game more throughout the week. I'll have plenty of content coming up on the site. Would have liked to have gotten another article up today, but as I said, I spent most of my dang day at the discount tire. So not a super not a super thrilling day, but looking forward to a fun, action-packed weekend full of CSU sports. Uh, if you're going to be in Albuquerque, Definitely hit up Sadie's, get some of that sweet, sweet New Mexico green chili. So delicious. I know I'm a Colorado guy, and that's like a debate or whatever, Colorado green chili versus New Mexico green chili. I've had good green chili in both places, but uh, I know that that New Mexico green chili is pretty tough to beat. Anyways, I think that's about all we have for the night. As always, I appreciate everybody listening. You know, if if you do listen on a daily basis, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe, leave us a rating. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or whatever, that is, you know, kind of how we, you know, it's not what we judge our successes on, but it's really the only rating system for these podcasts. So if you like what we're doing, leave us a comment, leave us a five-star review, four-star review, whatever, be honest. I mean, if you hate me, do what you have to do, but I, I imagine if you're listening every day, that's not the case. So I love all you guys. I appreciate everyone that's a part of the DNVR Rams family. We'll be back tomorrow. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like Nam. Non-